Hello, I'm Fergus March. And I'm Zim Hardy. And we are in boss mode. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the same stuff we always talk about, that we love and that you love. Uh, what have you been playing recently, man? Dude, I've been playing quite a few games. Um, I think the first one I want to talk about is Battlefield 1. The beta was out a couple... Beta? Beta? Um, beta. I don't know what the like the English way to say it is. It's definitely not better. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> well, yeah. I wouldn't say better. I w- okay, I'm going to go with beta. Okay. Beta, alpha, beta. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so... I- it was good. It was good. I played it on PC. Um, I think the beta only lasted uh, a week or two. Um, I played it for only about two hours, I would say, at tops. And it was really, it was incredible. Um, again, like, it, what I'm going to say is going to sound exactly like I'm dis- describing Battlefront, <laughs> which is, it's got, it's got heaps of style. It's got so much style. This is crazy because, because one of the complaints against Battlefield was our Battlefront. But actually, now people are saying, "No, that's that is a good thing." Like, huh? It's it, like that, that was a, that was that was um. People were comparing it to to Battlefront, saying it is just it's it's not as good as it, it apes Battlefront. Ah, uh. well, okay. So so Battlefield Four had it had a certain style. Um, it had a lot of substance in it. Battlefield Battle, Battlefield Three and Four had quite a bit of substance to it. Then Battlefront came along, mm. uh, and it like it like stripped out a lot of that. And mm. now Battlefield One is going down that same path, it seems. Okay, um, which is quite disappointing because I really enjoyed Battlefield Four. Oh, um, but but I still I still kind of enjoyed it. It wasn't as bad as Battlefront how much in terms of gameplay. Did you play of it? Of Battlefield One, yeah, probably about two hours. Okay. Probably about two hours. That's enough to get a feel for those kind of games. Yeah. You're going to get into it, like yeah. But I it had it was it was the best at simulating kind of the feeling of war or what I imagined to be the feeling of war. Um, I haven't been to <laughs> I haven't been in many wars. That's a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's got a bunch of dynamic events. Uh, so, like, you say you're running through this valley, mm-hmm. and a giant sandstorm will come. Okay. And you know, obscure your vision, and I found that stuff really, really cool. Yeah. Um, gameplay was smooth. Uh, like I said, graphics were amazing, mm. as usual. As EA is like knocking it out of the park in terms of that in that department in most of the games that come out because the the Frostbite three engine uh, right. is is really really good. Yeah, Frostbite's been amazing for ages. That was on Shadow of Mordor and stuff like that. It's it's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get it. Right. I don't think. Oh, I'm not gonna get it when it launches. Oh, okay. Uh, wait till I'm, it's... I'm gonna wait until oh, okay. there's like a sale or mm. something, mm. and get the season pass and everything. The season pass is ridiculous as well. Like apparently, I, I don't know, but their top tier digital version, which means you don't get anything physical, sure. is 105 pounds. What? 105. What pounds. are you getting? I don't. You get the season pass, the base game, a bunch of extra perks, and I think that's it. There's a deluxe edition which is sixty four pounds, which has uh, there's, there's the base game and a bunch of extras, and then the normal version, which is still like I don't know forty fifty pounds, um, and that's just the base game. Right, but then a season pass that they're, they're kind of implying there's going to be as much. 
DLC as there is main game. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at Battlefield 4, there was a lot of DLC and extra stuff on that. But it, it was, was mostly more, just more arenas, maps, more, yeah. more maps and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just maps. Mm. Hopefully it's not guns. Hopefully they don't go the Call of Duty route, right. where you know guns are locked behind DLC, which is is awful. It's the stupidest thing ever. Morally, do you think? think or, yeah, like, morally. Morally, I think it's a bad thing. To hold your players... Yeah, well, uh, yeah. So it doesn't. It's a it's a competitive game. So if if people have paid for an advantage, oh yeah, I don't. I don't don't see that. I'll drop my jelly bean. Oh man, I don't worry about. There's jelly beans everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) I might have gone between the between the planks. Okay. In which case, it'll be found in hundreds of years. (laughs) I just have chocolate one. Oh, that's not good. Maybe on its own. Like if you had just one jelly bean and it was chocolate, no, even that'd be so disappointing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. No, it's okay. It's not your fault. It's after more. Um. So you're not gonna get it. No. Well, not but not when it launches. But there is more to play. You think more than just the two hours? There is a. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a single player campaign in it. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they they've gone full Battlefront. Right. Okay. I think they'll keep the single player campaign mm. um, but you know with more maps and I'm, I'm sure there'll be more modes I think Battlefront they really tried to dumb down like super dumb down mm. I don't think this will be as bad mm. Okay. but we'll see we'll see it comes out in uh, start of November I think okay yeah okay and then a week after that um, Titanfall 2 comes out yeah that's good that's big that looks yeah, amazing. it does. It looks really good. Um, I remember the first one I played at an EGX, mm. and I loved it. Mm. Um, it was only like a 10-minute match, and then I was gone. So I got that. Um, I only really played it for about five or six hours after I bought it. Okay. Um, and then I was kind of like, I was kind of done with it. Mm. Um, it didn't feel like it had much depth. Like, they tried to shoehorn some sort of story mode into the multiplayer, right. and it felt really awkward, to okay. be honest. Um, but the overall mechanics were good. It was it was what Call of Duty is becoming now, except it's a bit better, right? because it has mechs. What does that mean? Oh, mechs, as in right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, of course, yeah. Have you played it before? No, I've literally only seen the trailer, and it looks... The, the, that... that um... That, I guess, yeah, that mode. Well, I mean, the the main concept is, so um, you're a pilot and you've got a bunch of, uh, you're on a team of like five or six, and then you've got a bunch of grunts, which are like uh, like mobs that spawn, mm. loads of them, um, and they're <coughs> controlled by AI. Um, right. And then eventually, once you get enough points, you can call down a titan, which is a giant mech. Yeah. And then you fight with the mech, and then you yeah. gain points, and you know. Right. I didn't know that that conceit was. Oh, okay. I thought you just. I thought you got in the mech, as a matter of course. Like I that was your. Um... I, I mean, everyone gets a mech, but uh, you. Everyone starts off the game on level play level playing field right. as a pilot. Uh, the pilots have different abilities and stuff, and all the mechs have really cool abilities and stuff as well. Okay. Um, the second one looks like more of the first, but improved. Sure. So, I mean, I'm interested in yeah. that one. It's really weird 
that EA have chosen to launch it a week after Battlefield 1. Um, Wait, they're both EA? Yeah, they're both EA. Well, that really doesn't make any sense. Well, I, th- I, I, they do kind of appeal to different sorts of gamers a little bit. Really? Um, I think Titanfall is generally going after the Call of Duty crowd, mm-hmm. which also comes comes out around then as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which one so, is it? Advanced? Uh, Infinite Warfare. Infinite Warfare, and they've got Modern Warfare Remastered in as well. Oh, okay. Which I'm really eager to play, because mm. I love that game. Mm. Um but yeah, I think Titanfall will... I think it will do all right. I don't think it will do as well as Call of Duty. But That's the BMF really, isn't it? You, it's hard to beat Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? it's got a, still got a lot of dedicated fans, even though it's not what it used to be. And I'm, I'm one of those, those people on the inter- internet that's like, uh, yeah, Call of Duty sucks now. It used to be really good. Um, I try not to be, but it, it's just the truth. Is it losing any fans though? Like people are still playing it. It is losing some fans, but not, it's not that many. It's losing them, losing them to other, well, now better games as well. Like even there's enough different games doing the different aspects of these things better. And I'd even cite like Overwatch if you would just want a crazy rumble. And then... I still think Overwatch is a different crowd. I think there's there's different crowds. There's a Battlefield crowd. Mm. There's a uh, there's a Call of Duty crowd. Mm. There's a um, Team Fortress Two crowd, which is what Overwatch is mainly contending with, yeah. I guess. Um, and then there's CS:GO Counter Strike, uh, which is the most competitive out of all. Was of there it. ever did did Star Wars Battlefront ever gain any traction? Not massively, no, mm. no. I mean, people still play it, but it it never became like a big player in in the like online shooter scene. Mm. So, hmm. yeah, don't know about that one. Yeah, well, they released a Death Star DLC recently. Oh, yeah, they're releasing a bu- bunch of uh, new stuff for it now. Yeah, and they're just slipping it out, and it's like they're not doing a huge amount of publicity for them, but they're just like surprises for the players. Okay, what's the, what? What is the Death Star DLC? Uh, it's literally just a new map. Oh, okay, and a new character, I think Bosk, the um. Oh, in the heroes mode. Yeah. Okay. The, lizard, the lizard guy from one of the mercenaries bounty hunters with Boba Fett and Emperor Strikes Back so like they're really mining the <laughs> the characters that Star Wars fans kind of know the fact that I know his name from, from okay. the movies I think I had a, I had the toy of him as, as a kid um, anyway <laughs> but there's 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 even more exciting stuff coming up in games no? Um, Gears 4 is coming out now. Being a PlayStation player, mm-hmm. um, my access to Gears of War was. Uh, are they calling it Gears of Four? No, they're, they're not. Like really missing a trick. Um, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I've, I've, I played through the trilogy, but literally like played through it as a because I, I you know I bought a friend the, the trilogy and we just smashed it in, in, in like a weekend. But okay. um, it's a fun time. That was a fun yeah. time. Yeah, it's a fun game. Yeah, um, and it was the first. Actually, Gears of War, Gears of War Two. I can't remember which one was the first game I played that had anything approaching a good cover system. Oh yeah, uh, even the first. I think the cover system was unchanged. Right, most well, yeah, for the most part. Was the first one. I really um, liked the mechanic of it, and it was it was it was the first one 
that I played maybe that 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 where I went yeah this actually works and it's quite a fun thing to do yeah usually in cover in, when when a game has a cover mechanic I don't use it yeah yeah I agree. Why, why would you yeah. just run and gun it's true and I, I loved um, the reload mini game I guess where you had to because you have to time your reloads oh yeah you have to press it twice to kind of get a boost mm. or it jams if you leave it I, mm. I loved that I mm. thought that was a great mechanic to add to the mm. game um, nice, and just had, a little bit of panic it's like changing gear in a racing yeah, game yeah and exactly. it had a bunch of like really uh, really good set pieces in it um, mm. which weren't like set pieces in the sense that Uncharted sets, uh, an Uncharted sure. set piece like well, you still had full control you had the train yeah that yeah. was awesome yeah and, and quite fiendish as well yeah yeah um, I mean I'm, I'm, a mass, I'm, I'm a massive Gears fan you excited um, about four then? Does I'm it really excited. Have you even seen a trailer? Have you seen a trailer for it? Then? I've seen a trailer for it. Yeah. Have you seen gameplay footage? I've seen gameplay footage. Does it look good? It looks. I mean, it looks as gorgeous as the first one did. Right. <laughs> to be honest. Um, and the only thing I'm nervous about is the story. Um, I'm kind of invested in the story okay. because I um, I played the first three games. Then I actually read the books. Wow. As well, um, which I kind of enjoyed. Some were a bit crappy. Sure. Um, but for the most part, they were pretty good. Okay. And well, actually, there was a fourth game which came out, which I remembered I had, I have actually, right. um, and I think I only played it for like an hour, which was Gears of War Judgment. Oh yeah. And you play as the blonde one. I forget his name. Um, he was like the least interesting of the characters, mm. to be honest, in my right. opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I I wasn't really into it. It didn't. If it, it had some weird mechanic where you were on like little mini missions, okay, and it kind of put me off. Mm. So yeah, let's just forget about that. Yeah. But anyway, Gears of War Four. You're playing as uh, Marcus Phoenix's son. Okay, cool. Marcus Phoenix is in it. He is. In he it. is in it. Right. Okay. Um, and I don't know much else. It's just more monsters that come from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know underground, from the sky, something like that. Okay. And what worries you about the story that it will sully the story? I just, I just, I just didn't like the fact that you know Marcus Phoenix is back. I felt like that chapter chapter was closed. I don't like the fact that we're playing his son. But he might I, be in it in the same way that Darth Vader is in Rogue One, just as, as like a a presence rather than a character. Someone to usher in the new... No, I think he's... I don't think so. From the trailer I've seen, it doesn't seem like it. Is he a playable character? I I have no idea. Because that would be the thing, wouldn't it? Like, if he's... Uh, Well, I mean, he's a a playable character in the multiplayer. (laughs) Right. Uh, I don't know if that counts. Mm -hmm. But I'm just concerned that... Like, I wish it was just a new, kind of all new, like Mass Effect is doing. But then it has to earn the right to be called Gears of War, doesn't it? Yeah, but I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda is still Mass Effect Andromeda. There's no Shepard in it. Isn't there? No. Oh, I, I thought I kept seeing the his ship. But I suppose, of course, there isn't. No, I don't. I'm, I'm the new one's called something else. It's something like Shepard. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. But. So that's exciting. And how long have you have you heard? Are there any rumors about the game? Is it? Is it? Are the rumors good? Gears Four. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know to be honest. You don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'll probably get it. I'll probably play it. 
Um, I'm going to play it in, on PC in full okay. Ultra Wide Glory because or most first party Xbox games now are coming out for PC as well, which sure. is awesome. Yeah, Microsoft I'm so happy. Lost it. Um, and your you, your your beautiful computer can play 4K at 60. Uh, maybe not 4K. <laughs> Actually, nah, if I if I tweak some settings, maybe. Okay. Um, but it's close to it. It's close to it. Yeah, that's so. awesome. That's really exciting. So yeah. That's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Um, so what have you been playing? Do you know what, man? You know that I'm into my stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, no, I, I, keep, um, I keep coming back to these same games. I'm going to mention two games. Sorry, listeners, but which I've, which I've mentioned several times on several previous episodes. But I do have a reason for bringing them up each one more time. I'm going to forewarn you. It's Fallout 4 and No Man's Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Now, briefly on No Man's Sky, I seem to be the last person... Playing it. No, the last person person who's kind of finally come around to going, actually, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I am the last person to to have realised that. That, I mean, obviously I haven't played it, so I can't say anything on that. But, again, that's the general sentiment. If you've seen the the problem with it is, I don't have I don't have a thing about this whole one man's lie thing, right? Sean Murray was in development for years and years and years. He had no PR company or PR like he didn't even have an executive assistant just occasionally telling him just what to say and what not to say, you know. And Sony have left him in the lurch massively and screwed it. Like there's, I don't blame him for saying, oh, we're gonna have some stuff in the game that doesn't appear in the game. Mm. However, for a game that purports to be about individualism and exploration and, oh, you go your own route and you tell your own story and you have your own journey, actually, the irony of the game is, if you've seen a minute of gameplay, you've seen the whole whole game. Mm. It's mining to sell minerals to get weapons to make you better at mining, essentially. Uh, so it's a farming game, and but it does have some amazing stuff, and all the stuff I was defending about it previously—the mysteries, the stories—they're not compelling enough to 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 make me want to come back to the game a lot. So yeah, it's a, it's a shame. I just wanted to kind of put a cap on that because that is a development. However, if they do release more stuff to do in the game, I will definitely come back to it. Okay. And I really hope they will. Every time there's there's been nine patches already, and every time they release a patch, I go, oh, maybe this is the one where they're actually going to put some more stuff to do in the game. Um, apparently, the dev teams has been just like to- dead quiet. Really, like radio silence on all the issues and stuff like that. So they that's are releasing kind of, patches. That's kind of their thing, anyway. Though, like, okay. there's no pre-release notes on the patches. They literally just put them out, and that's it. And then, yeah, and that's then, a bit odd. Yeah, but the description of the bug, uh, the sorry, the description of the patches is bug fixes, bug yeah. fixes, and and uh, performance improvement. That's all they'll say. So, like, would you rather? But people have been doing data mining; they can't find anything. Like, would you rather have quintillion randomly generated planets or ten really good ones? No, I, I I've. That the Mass Effect is a game with with some really good planets in it, you know. That's that's not in the same way. Not in the same way. Mm. 
if they were my ten planets, if they were still randomly generated, but randomly generated, randomly within, generated within but... certain confines that would make them very interesting. No, no. Do you know what? No, I don't. I don't care about that. It is about more to do in it. Fly exploration. For the no, but I mean, in the sense that I mean, in in the sense that. Um, there's more interesting stuff to explore on yeah. those ten planets. They're more dense, okay. um, and they have more unique events. More, you know, more. It's more thought out. It's still partially randomly generated, mm-hmm. but there is more yeah. on those planets, and it's and you don't have to, you know, look at seven thousand planets to actually find one that has something kind of interesting on it. Mm. You know, well, I bring it up because there there is a game coming out. Um, Soon, um, sorry. Uh, um, before you go to that, yeah. Did you hear about the the guy? The, this guy um, has made a Doom mod, which has all the features of No Man's Sky. A Doom mod, <laughs> yeah. What features? So, as in, it has randomly generated planets. You can get in a spaceship and fly around. Um, you have a jetpack. Um, it has kind. Of, I think. Randomly generated mobs. I don't think they're completely randomly generated. Uh, <laughs> but he made it in like three weeks. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I don't... Yeah. There's still... There is... There is. I think the thing that people miss with No Man's Sky is that there is storytelling to it. However, Astroneer... Have you heard of Astroneer? I haven't, no. Is a game that is a cross from what we hear between No Man's Sky and um, SimCity basically, where the Earth is, is sending people off in, to, to random planets in the galaxy. So you basically you land on your planet. It is separate to any other player's planet. You mine, like in No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. There are dangers, like in No Man's Sky. And there's other things. You discover things on your planet, but then you can start trading and building up settlements and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and start a kind of Sin City thing where you, you start off as a, a single pioneer on an empty planet and and, and, and and then however many hours into the game you are a, you're an emperor of, of, a, of a whole system that has various different trade things going on and politics. Okay. Um, I've, I think I've played an online game like that, but I mean, you don't, you don't play as like a first person or third yeah, person Yeah, this, this is a first person thing. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry, third person. Uh but yeah, yeah. Um, it's a point of view game. For yeah, sure. uh, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. It's it's um. Yeah, No Man's Sky could they could still make it. They could still make it a great game. But as of now, nah. Um, actually, leading on from that, um, one I I started playing a game yesterday, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, called Everspace. Right. Um. And it's still in early access, and I just bit the bullet. I was like, you know what, I'll, I'm, I'm going to buy it eventually. I might as well buy it now and just play mm. the alpha version. Yeah. Um, and it runs well. It's 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 not feature complete. Um, apparently, it's going to have a single-player story and everything. Um, but it's absolutely incredible. I mm. love it. Even what they've released now is okay. awesome. Have you ever played um, FTL, Faster Than Light? I don't know. I've really heard of it, and and you saying that makes me think I've heard that. It, well, I mean, longer. it's on iPad, iPhone, and everything. It's it's basically you manage a ship and you jump from sector to sector, mm. um, and you're trying to get to the end. Okay. Um, and you have to manage your fuel and your energy, and you know, 
all your individual kind of uh, crew members mm. and you're getting attacked by you know loads of different things uh, mm. if you deal with a bunch of different issues this is a dumbed down version of that except you're you're flying a spaceship okay. um, so it's a roguelike which means that you start off with nothing mm. and then when you dead when you die you die all right okay. but you take credits so and before you launch your spacecraft you can upgrade certain features and then you go out with those new features enabled. Okay. So you, um, every time you die, you progress, basically. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Um, and it's it's so cool. You know... The one Everspace. The, Everspace. Who's it by? Is that an indie? Well, uh, yeah, I think it's a German dev. Uh, Rockfish, I want to say. Rockfish? Uh, Rockfish? And then the guys that did... Um... They've, done so, uh, they've done something I've played before. I just can't remember what. They're not the Trials guys, are they? What are they called? I don't think so. Um, Rockfish Games. Let's check it out. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Hamburg. Hamburg, which is in North Germany. Um, okay. Yeah, they, they, they've definitely done um, stuff that I have played before. Sure. But yeah, the, the, game's very, the game the, is the, absolutely the, gorgeous. Honestly, it's one of the best things I've played on my PC in recent times. Well, yeah, it does look great. Um, useful it runs so smoothly and to be honest the best thing about it is how tight the controls for the spaceship are um i played this in terms of spaceship games recently i've played this i played um, no man's sky mm. uh briefly mm. um and i also played uh, what was that elite dangerous okay yeah which I found so hard to it's control almost impossible i i tried to, I, a friend of mine let me take off and land into a dock from on his. I mean, he had to basically nick the controller back off me to stop me destroying his beautiful spaceship. Yeah, I, I, so I, I stopped playing Elite Dangerous because I just couldn't control. I couldn't like even in the tutorial missions. I couldn't kill the tutorial <laughs> bad right. guys. Right, um, that's, that's not a good sign. Yeah, but, but this it's it's so tight. I feel like I can move around and do what I want to do. Mm. Um, which is a really hard... I think it's quite an achievement for them. It's really, really good what they've done. Um, I'm using mouse and keyboard, though. I tried with the controller, and I, I, it was just really hard to kill stuff, right. to be honest. Okay. Um, just because of how, st- how fast the other ships move. And other speaking of killing stuff, yeah. um, it's a brutal game. Right. It's, re- it's, it's actually quite difficult. Like, I'll go, I'll go through two sectors being fine, killing everything I see. I'll jump into the third sector. Um, there's a bunch of ships. I'm dead. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like the, some firefights, you have no chance. Um, I find that quite frustrating, I think. That's uh, but, it, but it's great because you get a bunch of credits. Yeah, right. And then you go back, you upgrade your ship, and yeah. then you go and get out, and you're stronger than last time. Okay. Um, and Do you start at that same place every time? It's, it's each or... each each um, zone you go into is randomly generated, okay. um, and in there you have like um, certain collectibles which you can use on your ship. So, right. for example, you might find a new gun which mm-hmm. you can switch out your gun with. Sure, um, you can mine stuff. Um, the mining is really really simple. You just shoot something, and these little bits fly out. Um, you grab them, and you can craft like uh, you can craft upgrades. And you can craft consumables, um, like for example a scanner, right. which lets you scan and find all the little bits, yeah, um, awesome. other collectibles hanging around. 
Um, but it's it, it, but in each zone, you can only spend a certain amount of time because after a while, um, the the bad guys in the universe will catch on to you, right? And they'll start warping in. And if you wait long enough, they'll warp in capital ships, and, and you're dead. Okay, pretty much. So you have to spend a certain amount in each zone and then move on. And oh, then, that's kind of cool. The actual propel, propulsion into exploration. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is cool. Um, and it's it's out in early access for PC. It's coming out for Xbox One. I don't think it's coming out for PS4, unfortunately. It doesn't look very console. It, does, it sounds quite a lot more Microsoft-y than, 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 than PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you if they were going to do a Gears of War uh, remaster for the original trilogy. Is they've done one? the first one already. Have they? Yeah, they've done How the first it? one already. Look good? I haven't played it. Okay. Um, I've got it. I just haven't played uh-huh. it. <laughs> right. Um, so I will let you know. Because at the, t- at the time it came out, there, I heard it, that it had some issues. Um, so I, I do intend to... I might actually play it before the next one comes out. Mm. If I can stop myself from playing Everspace. Right. Is this is this the time-consuming one? Yeah. Everspace I mean, I've only there. started playing it yesterday and I've already spent like five or six hours playing it. Right. Um because each run lasts about anywhere from like 15 minutes to 45 minutes sure. and I imagine it will, it will get longer as I get better right? sure um, yeah but yeah uh, the, the the last thing I wanted to talk about was the Fallout world um, okay. I've talked about Fallout 4 a lot but this is the last time I'm going to talk about it because they released the final DLC for Fallout 4 Nuka mm. World and honestly uh, there's been some. I've read some mixed reviews of it, and there's been a lot of mixed opinions about what it does for the game overall and what it is. But um, I think it's a great ending to the game, and like uh, Far Harbor, it adds an enormous dimensionality to the game, to the to the to the base game, that a lot of fans of previous Fallout games felt was missing from Fallout Four, which in the case of Nuke World, Nuke World itself. Is an amazing six zone, or seven if you count like the outer rim areas of the map, um, it, where, where there's still plenty to do. Um, uh, and each area has its own feel. It's a different. It's literally a different part of the theme park okay. based on Disneyland <clears throat> or Disney World. One of those where you get different. Like there's a Kitty Kingdom, um, which when Nuka World was originally open would have been like. A fun circus type place for the kids okay. and now is overrun with uh, feral ghouls um, okay. and it is a little bit like each each part of the map has its own main bad guy like Nuka Galaxy is where all the robots is. this is the one where you're going to have to kill all the robots and then um, there's like a, a a safari adventure zone where you know you're going to be up against things like Yaogwais and, and Death Claws and things like that or Gator Claws which is basically a remodel of a death claw anyway okay. the cool part of it is that as you go around these different parts of the, 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 the amusement park you can stake your claim for them you can give them to a certain party of raiders there are three kind of dueling raiders and you can choose which raiders which raiding parties you, you, you kind of align with and who you get sympathy from and, and who you go to war with um, and slowly as you complete this DLC it starts to spill out into the main game because you you will help raiders claim your own settlements on their behalf, and so essentially what it does it, it over the, the the headline of the thing and what was missing from Fallout Four the base game 
is that you can be an arsehole in it. Okay. It, a lot of the fun of Fallout 3 and New Vegas and the first two as well, obviously, was the moral dubiousness that you could you could indulge in. Mm. You know, and yeah. the whole karma system. There is not a karma system in Fallout 4. Yeah. But at least Nuka World does give you the opportunity to play like a bad guy. And it does it really well. And it's it's what's surprising. I really enjoyed playing the DLC, but what's really nice about it is how it reflects onto the main game as well. Um, and there's some beautiful, uh, uh, just as a, an addendum to my mini review of of, of, of uh, Nuka World, because I don't want to go on about it too long, but it adds some really nice textures. Uh, there's a repeating character from Fallout 3, who I won't spoil, who turns up in it. Um, and kind of finishes a story that starts in Fallout 3. Um, I don't know if you heard about this guy, I can't remember his surname, but Evan. Um, th- th- there's a story about basically this, this kid and his father, and, and um, they they played Fallout 4 together while I think it was the dad was dying of, mm. of cancer, and they've, they've actually put him in Nuka World as, okay. a, as, a, as a character, an NPC. That you can interact with, and he's just a, a bit of a legend, just sitting on a yeah. trailer overlooking the rest of the landscape. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, there's some really, really beautiful touches, and some awesome places to explore, and some awesome fetch like the fetch quests are actually good. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, and there's plenty of bad guys to kill of lots of different varieties, okay. and, and they are. Uh, you kind of spotted it when I when you saw the opening bit of it. Um, they have taken the same creatures and give them a bit, a bit of a remodel. Like there are these blood worms that are basically rad scorpions, insofar as they can disappear into the ground and then pop up really near you every time. <laughs> and there's gator claws, which are basically death claws, but they look like alligators on their hind legs instead of whatever death claws. Okay. Um, so yeah, things like that. But there's some great characters in it. There's some great perks to be get uh, to be to be found to be gained. Um, uh, especially surprisingly for there's a really good perk for if you're playing a kind of ninja stealth guy um, and, a, and a really good perk if you're playing a melee unarmed guy as well um, great weapons great armour it's a really beautiful way and it's really nicely written it's got, uh, it's got some amazing jokes in it it's got some of that black humour that made it good the, the original's good um, it's just a beautiful way to put a cap on the whole the whole game and, and genuinely, between Far Harbour and Nuka World, I believe that people who weren't quite satisfied with Fallout 4, these two DLCs will make it a very, very good game for them. If you hated Fallout 4, obviously a couple of DLCs I think, isn't going to make it uh, Yeah, I think, I think I need to play those DLCs now. Because I wasn't 100%... Even, I mean, I played a lot of it, uh, but I wasn't 100% satisfied with Fallout 4. Do you know what to go... So, did, did you get a season pass for it? No, I, I, I waited... I wanted to see what came out of it. First. Because actually, if you if you if you got the full season pass and just downloaded all the DLC that have come to go back into the game, knowing that you've got not only Far Harbor and Nuka World, but also yes, all the extra settlement building stuff. But frankly, the little the the quests that between all the DLCs, it's it's a satisfying package now. Mm. It does go back to the whole um, battlefield thing of 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 how much. Should a season pass cost? Right. Um, and, and Fallout are notorious for, for kind of putting whole endings of stories into DLC, yeah. which is not cool. Um, again, Fallout 4 didn't do that. It, it's rescued itself pretty admirably, in my opinion. But I liked it from the start. Mm. I've also gone back to Fallout Shelter. 
Yeah. Right, I know. This is weird to talk about a, a mobile game. Yeah. But be Fallout Shelter, because it was, yeah, it was fine. But um, if, if you had any pleasure for even half an hour of playing Fallout Shelter, I can recommend going back and having another little look at it. Because, sim- for one reason, they've added a, a whole new half of the gameplay. You're not just in a vault anymore. You can send your um, survivors, uh, your dwellers out on missions and quests, and you actually go to whole other maps, and, okay. and you can kind of power up your dwellers, and it's a really good way. And they, they find lots of money and stuff for crafting. They've added crafting to the, the shelters now. Okay. This might have happened like two or three weeks after the original game came out. I don't know. I played it for a couple of hours and went, I get what this game is. And then just recently, for some reason, I went, oh, I'll just have a look at that. And suddenly there was loads of cool stuff to do on it. So, and it's free. It's free game. Yeah. So, um, that said... Uh, is this still repetitive, though? Even with all the crafting? Less so. Okay. You do repeat yourself a lot, obviously, because yeah. you're still gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, the, the, there's farming. always grinding sure. in it. Sure, um, but, it's, but that is that is utterly what that is broken up now. Mm. That is broken up with quests and crafting and a couple of the little bits and pieces that are fun. I think they've raised the incidence of attacks on the vault as well because you kind of have to manage weapon distribution and and armor distribution a lot more carefully. From what I can from what I can remember, I don't know. But anyway, that's just a brief thing. That can you know if you if you if you um. If you commute to work and, and don't like reading, then for that stuff, it's great. <laughs> um, that said, if you're on an iPhone, uh, it will it will destroy your battery. Yeah. I, I, it's I genuinely think I've got like, like an hour and a half of gameplay before my, my phone just comes I mean, out. you know what's, what's worse? Pokemon Go is really bad for my phone. Shit, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got this skin on the back of my phone, um, and it, my phone got so hot that it started peeling off. Oh so goodness. I had to go out and buy a new skin and uninstall the game. Um, there wasn't much depth to it. Um, they've updated stuff anyway, but I don't think I'll ever go back to Pokemon Go, to be honest. No, fair enough. Even though they've probably like, made more money than God now. Yeah, they, don't need, they don't need to make it any better. They've gone, yeah, we've done it. We've done yeah, it. pretty much. Um, Are you going to uh, buy a PS4 Pro? No, I really like my PS4. Tell me, what, what is what is in it? For me, apart from what feels like spending quite a lot of money on not a huge amount of upgrade. Well, uh, do you have a 4K TV? Nah. Then nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. what I was hoping for that for them to give with the PS4 Pro was higher frame rates. Sure. But it doesn't sound like they're doing that, so I have no real reason to get one. Does that have a launch honest. date? Yeah, like in a month or two, to be honest. Apparently, you'll handle VR better as well. That's, from, for everything I hear, that's going to be important, isn't it, over the next couple of years? Yeah. But, I mean, games like, like if, if I was playing something like Witcher 3 or uh, Fallout 4 on Do you know PS4. What? I think every single episode of this so far, I have spoken about Fallout and you've spoken about <laughs> Witcher 3. <laughs> we have our clearly defined camps. Eventually, we're going to go to war. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, if I was playing one of those on PS4, then I could possibly perceive some benefits of playing it on a PS4 Pro because I hate frame skipping and stuff. I want a steady, smooth frame rate. Mm. Um, That that's really really important Mm. important to me. But this, by the sounds of it, it's not going to make any difference to certain games. Like Witcher Three is not going to make is going to make no difference because they're not updating it. 
I don't know about Fallout 4. Maybe they're updating it or not. I've no idea. I've but I, I don't that... care about 4K. I actually don't care about 4K. I'd rather have 60 FPS. Really? Yes. 1080p 60 over 4K any day. 4K 30. Why? Um, because just a general experience, I I prefer a smooth 60 FPS to 30 FPS. 4K, the difference between 1080p and 4K at the distance I sit from my TV... <laughs> All right, yeah, that's just, yeah, of course. ...isn't massive, in games at least. Sure. Um, in stuff like, um, you know, TV shows and stuff, I'm, I can notice it a little bit, but in gaming, it's not that massive. It's right. not as big as you would think. No. Um, I played The Witcher 3 in 4K uh, for a little while, mm. and it was a bit better. Sure. Like... But I but then most of the time I played it at 1080p. Sure. Mm. I don't know. I think that yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm coming from the filmmaking background where I know that that like 24 frames a second is the minimum you need f- for the eye to convince the mind that you're watching a moving image. Mm. But um, so I think therefore 60. I don't know. I don't, but I don't necessarily know that the quality goes up the more frames you have because when I watch 50 frames a second TV say to me it does look slightly less I think it's different for games I think it's vastly different for games Um, I don't mind 60 FPS like TV shows and stuff but Mm. it doesn't bug me as much as it does in games in games I don't want first of all I don't want a variable frame frame rate Mm. I don't want it to see it drop like certain areas in Fallout 4 where the frame rate just dipped for no particular reason there was no nothing like majorly uh, taxing in the area it would just drop mm. um, as if something was happening in the background but... yeah yeah so I, I prefer a steady frame rate um, but 60 FPS in especially in like shooters and fast moving games I mm. feel is really really important yeah right okay. playing the driving game at 60 FPS versus playing it at 30 FPS mm. It's a whole different experience. Sure. It's a whole different experience. I, I'm lucky enough to have a monitor that can go up to 100 hertz. Okay. So I can see 100 frames per second. Mm. Um, I can tell you the jump between 30 and 60 is, is massive. Mm. 60 and 75 is reasonably big. 75 uh, to 100 is, is, is negligible. Right, okay. And then beyond that, which there are screens out there that you can get, um, beyond that, I don't think the, the 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 jump is that massive. But I think a base sixty FPS should be the baseline for really? most games. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't think I've even seen a game at sixty frames. So yeah. Uh, I think something. Was it Last of Us Remastered that played at ten eighty sixty? Did it? I think so. Well, then I have. Oh yeah, maybe. Okay, well, no, I can convince myself of that now. Hmm. Well, I go and look at it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think they managed, and they they can manage 1080 60 on that hardware. Then I don't know why they like um, studios aren't going for that. On, I think it should be an option. You go into yeah. a game, you choose. I want 4K at 30 or 1080p at 60. Mm. That would be amazing. That would make it more like a PC. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. Why isn't... 
Well, console's just running to best possible, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're just they're just limiting themselves now. Mm. To be honest, because not that many people have four K TVs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's mm. a weird weird choice. But then it might it might be kind of a phase thing, like three D games were. Oh, and also, it's not actually running them natively at four K. It's upscaling. Oh, well, then that's not right. Okay. <laughs> So I don't actually know what the PS4 Pro is. <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio, at least, the that's going to run games natively at 4K. Okay. And I think that's going to have the option to do 1080 60. Right. But that comes out next year. Okay. So we'll see how that develops. So no on the PS4 Pro. Not not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I'm going to see what, they, what 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 happens. I want to find out more. And and if if if, if Scorpio is only a year away, then um. I'm happy enough with my PlayStation 4 at the moment. And I'm not... There's there's a few games coming up between now and the Scorpio's release date that will kind of govern whether or not I'll get one. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Zero Dawn Horizon... Horizon Zero, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry. Yeah. Will be out by then. Yeah, that's going to... I think that's going to be upgraded for PS4 Pro. Right. So it's going to run better on PS4 Pro, apparently. Right. Okay. Okay, and then there's uh, there's also I'm I'm just wrestling with whether or not to do these remasters. You know, I love Skyrim and I love uh, uh, Arkham, Asylum and City. Oh, I don't really care about. I feel like that was like they did look like a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so um, I'm not too fussed about the Arkham games. Skyrim, Skyrim, Arkham. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Because if you, if you've got a I PC mean, or yeah, it depends. Are they going to add any content to it? No, I mean it includes the DLC. Yeah, I didn't really play the DLCs. Oh, really? One they of them did, was... they, they didn't really grab my attention. One of them was very good and big. Which one? Ah, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. There was the werewolf one. Not that one. Okay. It was the one where they the could... dragonborn one. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that not only had a kind of whole island's worth of expansion, but also had some nods into you. You you could go into Oblivion. Oh, cool! Yeah, there there are there are these not, not they're not even mini levels. They're like five portals to to Oblivion on, on this island, and each each time you go in there, you get a new. It's 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 a horrible nightmarish landscape, but you get a nice perks out of each time you go there. So it's kind of it's very cool. Um, yeah, but the the house building one and the and the vampire <laughs> werewolf one, fine. The house building one was a beta test for Fallout Four. <laughs> yeah, right. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Um, I mean, it really is. And I, I I spent a while doing that that gathering a hundred rocks and then dumping. Oh them, so God. Gathering a hundred wood and dumping it there, and then oh, and now I've got a house. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was that was not good. That was not good. Man, have you been watching Dara O'Brien's Guide bit? I haven't. I haven't. It's it's doing really well. Uh, the third episode just was out on Monday. Um, they did an early release of episode one, and the and the kind of there was quite a groundswell of excitement about it, and it's doing really well. It's yeah. it's. I haven't seen this third episode yet. Um, I mean, obviously, I I, I edited bits of it, but but um. I, know, I, don't, I haven't seen the finished product yet. Uh, it 
it's been doing really well. It's it's actually been gaining ratings, gaining viewers week to week, which is amazing. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen of it so far, it's really properly funny. It's yeah. it's, re- it's yeah. not only it's not only funny, but genuinely, finally, you can truly get invested in the competition, like the sequences where. The, the two comedians are, are battling each other at a certain game. Uh, in the case of episode one, I think it was like... Th- there was a sequence where they played Street Fighter Turbo. It's either Street Fighter Turbo... X. Two. Turbo. Yeah, so sorry. Street Fighter 2 Turbo or Tekken 2. It's one of... Because uh, I know... That I, the, it was one or the other, and the other game features it slightly later in the, in the, in the series. Okay. Um, but people got a little antsy about the fact that it was called Go 8-Bit... But not all the games are wow. eight bit games. Okay, yeah. And some of them are quite modern. You know, they played Star Wars Battlefront in in, yeah. in, in, in an episode. But it is um, it's a good show. Yeah, check it out. It cool. sustains over a whole hour. Uh, yeah. I'm, obviously, I've seen one episode. You invite me to the recording of. Yeah, yeah. Which that was that was the sixth episode they recorded, but I think it's going to be released as episode four, maybe. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I that, was, that was an interesting experience because we didn't get to see any of the games, and that makes a. Uh, yeah, we could yeah. only ever see like the players' faces while yeah. they played the games from where yeah. they sat. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it may, obviously it makes a massive difference being able to see what they're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna, definitely going to check it out. Definitely going to check. It'll it out. all be on catch up on UK TV, UK TV Plus, or Dave Plus, or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. That, that catch up thing. Have you been watching any good telly? Obviously, that's that's a very different kind of telly to what we'd normally talk about. I've I've watched. Um, so I went. So I went to Singapore and Kuala Lumpur. So I had a super long flight. Mm. And was that? I had twelve hours out. It, it was back. on the way. It was. I think it on the way. It was like fourteen and a half, and I I just slept the whole way. Oh. <laughs> See, I really, the, I, the thing I most look forward to with long haul flights is is catching up on the films. Well, the thing is, well, my we took off at night. So my plan was to arrive there and be kind of semi-fresh, mm. um, but it just all backfired. That was a horrible <laughs> idea. I'll never do that again. <laughs> but on the way back, I was awake for the whole journey, right. which was a good 13 hours. Yeah. Um, I watched two things. First thing I watched was the extended edition of Batman vs Superman. Um, I'll just have a couple of words on it. It felt more complete. I still hate Jesse Eisenberg. Oh yeah, he's still awful. And, and and the amazing thing about them saying, well, now here's this extra uh, scene where he communes with that, that demon character. It's still not answering any questions. Yeah, I was... Like, I, I just hate him. I hate him. As that character. As that character. He's, American Ultra is a good film. film. It's fine. Okay. Uh, and he's playing kind of the nervy character, but he's also a crazy, badass assassin. Okay, I, I saw, yeah, you mentioned that. I still haven't watched that one. Um, it's, it's weird. It didn't do well because it's a really unsettling mix of a stoner comedy and like an ultra-violent action movie. Okay. Um, but I, I thought it worked. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, no, he's no good in it at all. To be honest, no one's... He's Ironically, he's the only character that's given the opportunity to do anything interesting. Yeah. Um, everyone else in it is so tedious, and that extended edition is it does make more sense. Yeah. That's that's the only thing it does. I, I you know what? I think I figured it out. I think they just don't know what to do with villains. All their villains suck. Well, all the villains we've seen so far suck. In the DC universe. Yes. 
You're including, therefore, the entire cast of Suicide Squad. Yes. Well, I mean, to be honest, they didn't feel like villains. Like the this actual well, Suicide Squad didn't feel no. like the villains. They were the protagonists. Don't, they don't do anything particularly bad. And anytime any one of them does something bad, they have an ulterior motive or a guilt about it. Yeah. Um, or or a cause, a root cause. And if that is the Joker, that's going to be the Joker for this DC universe. I'm not that interested in the universe. I love Joker. Um, yeah. People saying, yeah, no, but this is the gangster Joker. Well, that hasn't been done sex- successfully before. He's always been a psychopath and something like a gangster. Um, oh, seeing the Joker in love. No, he's got to be obsessed with Batman to be true Joker. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, all of that is true. But But Marvel have terrible bad guys. That is why Marvel always make their guys fight each other. Yeah. In Avengers and Avengers and Civil War. And in the comics, Civil War 2. I don't like, know. I quite like Loki. He was the yeah. antagonist. But the second... That's the thing, isn't it? Soon, he was the antagonist. Who's the bad guy in Thor? I suppose he was... Oh, that him. Frost Giant. The, fir- the first one, it was the Frost Giant. The mm. second one, it was like... I don't know. Uh, the ba- Malekith. The e- evil elf. Dark elf. Okay. <laughs> Malekith. Um, he's from Elder Scrolls. I swear that. Mm, 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 it's one yeah. of the characters from really Elder Scrolls. Does look like it, yeah. Okay. Um, I think he's probably based on like lore, some sort of um, ancient history, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, um, I, I didn't. I can't think of any really good ones though. I, like I said, I kind of like Loki. The one in Guardians of the Galaxy kind of sucked. Yep. Lee Pace but, but they don't make you hate the movie right the, the Marvel ones are insignificant enough that that it just doesn't impact you I often think the ones with the simple the simple emotion driven plots are the, are the most successful ones or, or rather the ones with these crazy complicated plots that could never actually reliably be worked out like the kind of central bad guys plot in, in, in Civil War relies on so many crazy things happening all at once. And Jesse Eisenberg's, Lex, Lex's plan in, in BVS depends on so many things happening. It's like the guy in um, Skyfall. I think that was the first one of the spate of films where the bad guy has a, 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 a plan where, which, 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 which depends, not just like, it's, if, if this happens, then we go to plan B. The whole thing depends on him getting captured being taken to a specific place as a as a captive, escaping from that place, um, and in this case of Skyfall, uh, having James Bond stand in a particular place at a particular second to make a tube train fall <laughs> on his head, like it's it's nonsense. Oh, that's um, a good point. And Jesse Eisenberg, uh, I keep calling him that Lex because I can't call him Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lex Luthor's plan in Batman vs Superman is nonsense, top to bottom. However, so is the guys in Civil War. Civil War, it depends on him finding a guy, dipping him upside down in a sink full of water, going to a place and breaking in, pretending to be a psychologist. But, I, but it, it doesn't... And it, having that book of the secret codes. Oh, no, which he gets from the guy that he dips in the sink, I suppose. But still. But when I think of the of He the does movie, that all at the last minute as well. I, so. When I think of the movie, I, I barely think of that bad guy. It's the way the movie is structured. It is that he is kind of insignificant to the whole... 
think, even though he is I think kind of the, the mastermind. That's kind of the joke of Civil War, isn't it? Yeah, the main bad guy isn't the main bad guy at all. Yeah. But I think that Batman vs Superman, I don't like the film. Even the extended version, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, 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 I'm so fucking <laughs> furious about that film still. Okay, well, uh, I think we've discussed it like <sighs> every episode. Now. Tell, me about, tell me about something, about something good. I'll tell you what's good. So on that flight, the second thing I watched, all eight episodes of, was Stranger Things. I think most of our listeners, as soon as you said, as soon as you said all eight episodes, I think everyone would have gone, oh, Stranger Things. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. pretty they're much. Gonna talk, they're going to talk about Stranger Things. Yeah. And we are. Yes. It is a masterpiece. Honestly, I think it's a masterpiece. I enjoyed my entire journey through that. Um, I've, I I didn't know what to think. I didn't. I went in not knowing what to think I'm going to watch. Um, apparently, I thought it would be like weird and freaky. I didn't think it would actually be scary. Because it had certain moments where it was genuinely scary. A couple of bits, but I would, I would, as a proviso to that, I think when you're on a plane, something to do with the oxygen distribution or something, emotions. I find myself much more emotional watching films. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't aware of that. I couldn't control myself watching Jackass three. Okay. Um, to the to the extent that the guy next to me. This was a few like ten years ago, whatever, twenty fifteen years ago. Um, the guy next to me. Oh no, it wasn't. It was five years ago. Jackass three, some way back from the honeymoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, the guy next to me was like, "Can you can you shut up? I'm trying to sleep because I was laughing so much." I'm like, <laughs> um, uh, on the on the flight I just took back from New York, um, I like I yeah I cried at the end of Keanu. Uh, which, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, which is just ridiculous. Um, well, it's not ridiculous; it's an amazing movie, and I, I laughed a lot during it, and maybe I just bought into it. But yeah, I think it is genuinely something to do with the air. And the height okay. or something. Yeah. It doesn't mean your judgment's clouded. It just means you're responding more. But anyway, it's a, it, is, it does have a couple of really scary bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I, I've mentioned before that I'm not really into scary stuff, mm. but I thoroughly enjoyed this. There was There's a difference there between was... jumping out scares and tension yeah. scares, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um, I thought the characters were great. Uh, I only had a few moments where I thought, "Ah, oh, shut up and get on with it." Um, like the whole scene with uh, with one of the kids not trusting um, Eleven. Yeah, but that pays off really nicely. Yeah, I guess so. And then, and then, it's, what's his name? It I was just a bit frustrating because I wouldn't expect a child to think that complex. Um, because it's quite a complex thought that I don't trust this person, you know, and he's pretty young. Ah, but that was no, but to be fair, that was what he was saying, but actually he was just jealous. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He was still being a kid. Yeah. He happened to be responding in an, and, and, and let's not forget the three kids, well, the four kids, including, um, Will, they are clever kids. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so apparently... The, um, the, I wonder if the microphone is picking up the baby crying its eyes out next door. <laughs> if you can hear that, listeners, that is not coming from my house. <laughs> that's, a, that's a feature of the podcast now. This, this very expensive studio uh, we've hired out is next door to a crash. <laughs> so, sorry about that. It's going to happen every now and again. Um, uh, uh, yeah, 
it's 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 phenomenal. And I, you know, I I, I read until I, you know, I, I would. It's, it's it's hard to say like things really silly things like your favorite movie or your favorite director even, but Steven Spielberg is someone I have adored all my life for all the correct reasons. And and I mean the, the kind of films he was making that are specific to Stranger Things. Yeah. Those are the exact films I grew up with. Um, I'm a little older than you. So like E.T. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind was before I was alive. But mm. still, that was around a lot when I was a kid. Um, I suppose those are the main two. But I also grew up reading a lot of Stephen King books. And there's so much Stephen King in that in that program. Yeah. Um, brief, yeah. Ace, uh, brief aside. Mm. Um Dark Tower. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I started listening to the audiobook, but I didn't get too far into it. Okay. But I like the concept of it. Yeah. So I'm really interested in it. And it's got two actors I friggin' love. Idris Elba's going to be amazing. Who's the bad guy in it? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be epic. Let's see how much money they can give it. Because there's still not a huge amount. TV makes a lot of money, but doesn't tend to put the money back into production. Yeah. But not in the right ways, not so you'd see it on the screen. Yeah. And that might be changing. Westworld looks bonkers in terms of production value. Yeah. Um but anyway, the main event the thing everyone's been talking about it, man, and it's it's it's, it's because it is undeniably good. No one has watched it and not fallen in love with Stranger Things. Yeah. Um and there are some key reasons for that, obviously. Eleven is not only an incredibly well performed character but yeah. just such a cool character to have in a TV show yeah so yeah. cool you I mean we've, we've we've seen that character before in, sure. in a bunch of things um, Alfin lead uh, which is an anime which is quite twisted but it's it's the same kind of thing and then I, I'm, I, I mentioned Akira is kind of mm. it reminds me of Akira a little bit okay um, I can't think of anything else I, I think it has an X-Men um, element as well. Superhero origin, mutant origin. Um, okay, yeah. A thing to it. Her, 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 her flipping the van over the bikes Yeah. was like a scene out of... Well, it, it, it started to play like the scene out of E.T. to the extent that I genuinely thought their bikes <laughs> were going to fly over the <laughs> yeah. van. But the joke the Duffer, brother, Duffer Brothers, the, the writers and directors made, was no, they're literally going to flip it. Yeah. So the van flips over the bike. That's a that's a but that's a that felt like a classic X Men moment. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. No, but it also had a... dimensions. That that thing. Yeah, that's been. It, it, do you know what? That's the point of it. We have seen everything in it, mm-hmm. but we haven't necessarily seen it done so well. Yeah. With like savvy writing, um, and really really nice production values. Given what can't have been a massive budget. Yeah. Um, really nice performances um, but also frankly to see them all I, no I don't want to say mashed together I was going to say like mashed up but they're not yeah. mashed together they're no. beautifully ordered around each other mm. to, so that you get the best of three different worlds you get the you get like the the, the kids E.T. story um, like Spielberg story you get the teenagers Stephen King story it's basically a slasher movie or a monster it's like Man on Elm Street yeah and then you get the adult story which is more of a kind of one of those early 80s like almost like a political thriller 
like coma or something like that, um, where there's a shady government thing. I love that they called it the Department of Energy. That's so beautifully nondescript. And the idea that that can be... Um, I mean, it might be. It might be the Department of Energy. It could be a, that the Upside Down is a source of power. Yeah? And that would explain why the US is trying to exploit it. But usually it's military weaponry, isn't it? Um, and, and it's marked apart by the fact that the music is incredible. Yes, definitely. The kids are great in it. The, the perform- all, I think the majority of the performances in it were brilliant. Like, I was really shocked at Winona Ryder. I thought she did really well. You didn't like it? <laughs> I, th- I thought she was really good as well. However, it was so one note. The second I, Will... Is it Will? It's Will Byers, isn't it? Yeah. The second Will disappears, she hits 10 out of 10. She's at 11 out of 10, right? And she's just, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And there's a scene, I think in episode two maybe, where she goes to a shop to buy something, just a supermarket. Yeah, yeah. And I wish the director had said, okay, Winona, this is your opportunity not to kind of gear it down, not to play down the kind of craziness and the, and the, and the stress you're feeling, but to let us know that the character hasn't completely lost their mind, that they might maybe try and tone it down in front of other people. Like, give us an awareness that this character... Show us that this character is aware that she's in public. So you can, she, she can still play crazy, but just a one notch down to show us that like, she's got further to go with her craziness. Um, I just thought it was a bit one note. But she did it really well. She played that note really well. I, th- I, I found it believable, though. I found it quite believable. Um, it was kind of what I was expecting from that character. Um, I, but, I guess... but, but, but my... By seeing kind of where they are, where they're living and stuff like that, I I don't think she was 100% stable to begin with. No, right. So okay. it, it didn't really uh, bug me that she was at, you know, 11 out of 10 throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. even when she went to the supermarket. So I mean... Do you know, I, do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm coming at it from the wrong... Or explaining it from the wrong angle, because, like, you, I agree with you. Yeah. The circumstances dictate that, yeah, you would be flipping crazy. Yeah. Um, especially if you started convincing yourself that he was alive. Yeah. Maybe the pro- maybe the problem I'm talking about is a, is one that's going to naturally come from the structure. If this was the eighties and we'd watching a film about these this thing happening, you wouldn't have had the teenage story and you wouldn't have had the kids story. Yeah. So imagine it from 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 that film from that classic film's point of view. You could always, in those films, have the twist where the mum was actually convincing herself of something that wasn't true, and that Will, it, 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 the twist at the end of that film would have been that she killed him. Do you know okay. what I mean? It would, that's the kind of thing that would have happened. She would have insisted on there being some alien, um, or maybe everyone thinks like, no, she killed him, and so she ends up being properly jailed and, and tried. But the twist is that no, she was correct, and it was a monster, and they have a fight. One of those two things would be the classic eighties thriller or horror psychological thriller or horror trope but because we know that what she's saying is true there's not a huge amount of tension from her which is why it's so cool that the policeman has that backstory it's so important the policeman has the backstory of the daughter yeah dying because that um yeah compels him to help her and, and, and he's the guy I couldn't feel tension I couldn't from. help but think of the last of us <laughs> when they started introducing him Mm. And his backstory. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't help it. I was like, uh, Joel. Yeah, he's, he's, he's that guy. He's, this, he's the guy with a bit of a paunch. He's like, 
miserable about everything. And the daughter's name is Sarah as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Sarah, Sarah is one of those names, though, that comes up in, in so many movies. It's like John for men. It's like I Sarah guess so. is, is Labyrinth, Terminator. Um, I'm sure there are more. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, I think Sarah, or at least Sarah implies a certain, in, in Hollywood terms, implies a certain, nor, is a normal name. I mean. I, 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 to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of took that name from Last of Us, because um, I know f- for sure, like the animes I mentioned earlier, Akira and Elf and Lead, they said in an interview that they were inspired by those to bring the story, to create the story. So you never know. Mm. Never know. Mm. Um, are you excited about the second series then? Ah, uh, no. I really liked the way it ended even with the cliffhanger I kind of don't want the second series the second you see those cliffhangers you're talking with your friends or whoever's, whoever, whoever has seen it that you can talk to about it saying you know you, I watched it with, 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 with Emma we, we, the second it finished we were, like, we were trying to piece together not knowing that there was a second series but piecing together what the stuff we'd just been showed meant assuming that that was the end of the story and it was really cool what they do with it it's like oh there's a hope that she's still alive because presumably that's who the sheriff is being food out for mm. um, obviously because it's uh, waffles isn't it yeah eggos yeah um, which apparently are disgusting the uh. actress the actress who's, who plays Eleven says they're disgusting <laughs> <laughs> so that poor girl she must have spent hours do you know what if you were forced to spend hours and hours and hours in front of a camera eating something I'm just believing it no matter how delicious it was eventually you'd go yeah this is not yeah right. yeah um, they don't sound nice. Echoes. No. Um, but why? Tell me. Tell me about the series two. Why? So you, you you liked the way it ended? I do. Yeah, I did like the way it ended. It felt like it's hard for me to imagine where they're gonna go from here. Which is and what 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 I picture is bad. <laughs> But that's just me. Like it could come and be great. Um, There's American Horror Story have kind of proven. Did you ever have you watched any of that? No. American Horror Story have proven that season to season, you can completely change the story and the setting, but still satisfy your audience. So what they've yeah. done is like the first series. Actually, all of them have kind of been set a lot across lots of different timescales. But by genre, the first series was like a. A haunted house story. And the second series was an alien abduction stroke asylum story. And the third series was about it was more like Buffy the Vampire story. It was about high school witches, and it was hilarious. And then the fourth one, you know, that uh, was was a freak show. It was more about body horror. So it, 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 you kind of know what you're getting from these. And 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 I, I genuinely thought when I heard they were going to do a second series of Stranger Things, I imagined that oh maybe they're going to do. Same cast, but 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 a story set in the sixties where it's like See, more yeah. about political thriller and and those kind of crazy B movies they had where like you get giant yeah that would be that would be brilliant. And they do one in the nineties where it's about and the and the kind of name leans towards that. The name of the show, Stranger Things, it reminds me of sounds Twilight, like anthology. Yeah. Twilight, yeah. Uh, t- Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone, um, Twilight Zone, even uh, you know Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. And like um, that season to season thing though has been done bad as well. <laughs> True mm. Detective. 
first oh, season yeah. was amazing. Yeah, second season was pants. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't get through it. I loved the first season. Yeah, it got better and better as it went on as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the second season was a no for me after like uh, one and a half episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a shame because it had some good talent in it. Yeah. Um, and that said, there were bits of True Detective season one that felt like they were taking the Mickey a little bit. The the really long monologues that McConaughey gives. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the idea that for some reason, um, oh gosh, I've got his, I've, I've, I've forgotten his name now. The other guy, Woody Harrelson. Oh, Woody Harrelson. The, yeah. the notion that Woody Harrelson's character is impossibly attractive to a lot of beautiful women. Mm, sure, mm. sure thing, man. Oh, and he happens to be a producer on the show. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, when I heard that Stranger Things 2 was going to be a continuation of that story, the, the one mitigating factor might be that it it is at least set three years after the first season. The Duffer Brothers have said that. The season okay. 2 is set three years after the first season. Yeah. And that gap might be enough to let a few... So what, are they going to get different actors? Without it, I mean those those kids are going to be. They probably filmed it like a year ago now, and no, I, I mean I don't know. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Okay. I, I simply don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> um, there would be like it would be insane. It would be insane for them not to use those same actors. Because I don't know how that's going to work. Were they thirteen? They were like I think 13. they were like thirteen-ish. Because okay. eleven to fourteen in a year or two years, I can imagine. Maybe you get because they probably are twelve or thirteen already playing eleven. And I don't, do you know what? I, yeah, I have no I idea about any age under like <laughs> eighteen. Frankly, could all be the same. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'm sure they'll be. They seemed pretty tiny though. Actually, mm, maybe they were younger than that. Mm, mm. Uh, and then if they if they are younger than that, then they're freaks because they're yeah. so eloquent and good at acting. Yeah, I kind of um, want to play D and D with them. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do good work. Yeah. Um, but Dan Gorgon has two heads, though. Although, when they first started, they, on the second time they were playing it, at the end of the season, he just did, like, one fireball and the, the monster was dead. And I was like, that, that's not believable. <laughs> Probably has, like, yeah, 300 hit points. <laughs> and I was like, it totally ruined my immersion. I turned it off and yeah. walked off. Stormed out. Got and right that's why I was like, I don't want a season two. Got right done with on it. the commentary forum. <laughs> Reddit, start your own subreddit. Oh my god. Stranger it was so fake. <laughs> so good until then. And now it's ruined forever. Yeah. <laughs> but after uh, Stranger Things... So uh, before I left, I started Narcos Season 2. Right. Um, and then when I got back, I finished it. Um, the adverts for that always make it look really fast-paced and exciting, is it? Because it's one of those things where you'll watch yeah. the trailer and go, is it actually like that, or is it... Mm, this season two, no, not so much. Season two was a lot slower than the first season. Um, it was good. Um, I did definitely enjoy season one more. Mm. Uh, season two was okay. Okay. Is Narcos based on a true story from loosely? Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but it's based on Pablo Escobar, yeah. Colombia and stuff. So um, it does. It splices in a lot of like real footage. Um, oh right, um, I didn't know. That. From okay. yeah, so I think most of the major events are real events, but obviously they fictionalized a bunch of stuff in between and you know dramatized it all. Um, and it's a good show. It's a good show. Mm. It's not like amazing, 
It's right. Netflix Netflix quality, basically. You know, Netflix original really quality. Good stuff. They've announced yeah. yesterday that they want fifty percent of their stuff on Netflix to be Netflix produced. Yeah, I would be down for that. <laughs> they've been they've, so been, they've done pretty that. well so far. Everyone and I just started Game of uh, Keep saying Game of Cards. <laughs> keep saying Game of Cards. <laughs> Imagine if you smashed those two universes I did together. Think about that, because I kept saying it, I was like, yeah, that'd be a brilliant show. Frank Underwood on the Iron Throne. <laughs> he would he'd get there. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're a few episodes into that. It's quite... It's quite smug. Did you watch it? I've seen the first three seasons. Okay. We're towards the end of season one, so we're not, we're not like... Season one was generally the best. Oh, really? Season one and two were amazing. Okay. Slows down in season three. Sure. In season four, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't picked it up. Um, well, I've, I've, I've heard crazy spoilers about it, so I know, I know a big one, that they, that they end up being president, that are friendly. Oh, yeah, president. yeah, yeah. And the season four or five, one of the more recent ones is all about the Underwoods going at each other for the first time. Probably four. Right. Probably four. Um. Because uh, season three is the build up to that. I think that's what it was. Season three was just build up. Right. So it was just... It was That's just, a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. You can't, you can't have that. That's The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead at least realised you can't keep... I still haven't watched the last top. episode. <laughs> the very last episode of Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That's probably... That's absolutely... That's, you're in a much better position than everyone else. Before we move on, I just want to say Narcos... I was going to say, yeah. Do you recommend it? I do recommend it. Yeah, I do recommend it. I really enjoyed season one. Season two, I did kind of enjoy, but there was a couple of... Towards the end, a couple of the episodes where I was just like, I'll oh, get on with it. We all know what happens, basically. Yeah. And I'm shocked to hear there's a season three. Really? Yes, I'm very shocked to hear there's a season three. Um, so, I don't know what that's going to be. Mm. I think season three is entirely fictionalised now. Really? Yes. <laughs> I think because, because uh, in real life, season two, the two... Um, act, the two characters who are the protagonists, I guess. Sure. Um, they move back to America in real life at this point. Right. Oh, okay. So, and so I, I doubt those, they're going to get rid of them. I, don't, I know I haven't seen a single second of it apart from the trailers, but like, it really feels like one of those programs that relies on it being true. Like, as soon as it's not true, surely it's less interesting. Because isn't the point of shows? Well, like maybe that, go, it'll be. Oh my god! I can't believe this all actually happened. Maybe maybe they'll splice it in. They'll just make it a bit more fictionalized. They'll probably have um, there's elements of it which are still going to be true, like people existing. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. Mm. I don't know how they're going. And I kind of wish they didn't. Again, mm. again, Netflix, stop it! Stop making new seasons. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. Keep making. New seasons. <laughs> it's gonna. It'll pay off. It's ultimately still going to be run by some television executives who believe that the formula for success is repetition. Yeah. Um, even though that hasn't been true for a few years. Yeah. They're still going to panic for themselves into going, yes, we need a series three of Narcos. Um, but yeah, maybe they should, Maybe House of Cards should have ended already as well, now that I yeah, think about it. Won, it won Emmys and Golden Globes, and therefore you cannot, you're not allowed by the rules of Hollywood to, to stop it. Yeah. Um, and there's money. There's, it's, it's, it, is, it is a financial thing. Te- television is, is, a, is an industry. I, 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 I hate that because most writers don't go into it thinking, I'm going to write a story 
that I can just tack on more stuff as we go along mm. if it becomes successful. Mm. They think, oh, I'm going to write this story. I want to make this show. You know? Yeah. And then if that happens, they have to pad it all. They just have to keep padding it. Keep padding it. Putting well, again, that's that, again that's, isn't that why we're actually scared of Series 2 of Stranger Things? Because mm. the Duffer Brothers spent years and were rejected by seven different networks before Netflix had a look at um, uh, uh, the script for Stranger Things. Mm. And that's because they came in right. We've got eight hours of a flipping awesome story. And then, uh, no. No, that's, they, they, I can't. It's, it's an interesting one because I know a couple of science fiction writers um, who always recommend, simply because of how the business of, of writing these books goes. Um, a friend of mine, John Wallace, has just completed his trilogy of books and, and the whole thing for him was he... he he wrote a really nice first book that had a really, really interesting conceit for a central character. Um, uh, a robot, basically, who's fought against humans, but um, has <laughs> basically his humanity. He has hum- humanity installed into him, and so he hates how he's feeling about these guys that he's. Side of me. Anyway, it's, it's 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 really good and really funny and really violent. Um, okay, cool. But he said right from the start. Oh yeah, and it's called well, actually. Yeah, while well, we're talking about it, sorry, we're skipping away from TV a little bit. But it's called Barricade. It's actually called the Kentstebeck trilogy because Kentstebeck is the name of the character that runs all the way through all three books. But it's Barricade, Steeple, and Rig, and they are all very very good in different ways. Um, cool. Yeah, amazing sci-fi trilogy. But the the, the reason I brought that up is because. He said that what all writers do, or, or certainly need to do, is have a great book that ends at the end of the uh, that has an ending, mm. but keep a trilogy in mind always because because the first the, the the first question that any publisher, any agent, or any presumably TV production company looking for a hit will say is, and what happens in series two and three? Mm. What happens in books two and three? They will want to know because the first thing they'll get is right. If this is successful, then how do we get more money out of it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that that is therefore a glimmer of hope that the Duffer Brothers had an idea or two, but it won't be more than that. And so, oh, it's really scary. Yeah. And it is. It is. I don't know. I'm I'm usually quite good at ignoring things that other people say ruin their childhood. You know, <laughs> like the Karate Kid remake. Because come seriously, totally forgot about even that. yeah, <laughs> who didn't? But the uh, except me apparently. Um, <laughs> but even you know Indiana Jones four or Ghostbusters, it's fine. I still enjoyed the first three, or in Indiana exactly. Jones exactly. exactly. First two in Ghostbusters. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I I enjoyed Ghostbusters one and two, well eighty whatever it was, eighty six and eighty nine as well. But. Um, I think we're quite. I think we're in the minority in liking Ghostbusters too. I think it's supposed to be quite a bad film, apparently. Oh no! I, I love Ghostbusters too, <laughs> dude. I like <laughs> Ghostbusters too. Can I explain to what extent I like Ghostbusters too? Go on. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and they're in control. Had them throwing parties for a bunch of children while all the while the slime was under the building. So they grabbed up, packed up, came equipped, crap, <laughs> put the proton packs on the backs, and they split. Tried to fight Zevol, the master. It, <laughs> my god I'm shocking myself a little bit try to fight Sivo the master of evil try to bow my boys that's not legal 
Romeo. You know it. I don't even know that song. That, <laughs> it's is not the in my that is the Ghostbusters 2 theme by Bobby Brown. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they did away with the whole dun 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 dun, dun and they had that instead. And Bobby okay. Brown has a cameo in Ghostbusters 2 as the as a bouncer. He gets their autograph. Yeah, so yeah, I like Ghostbusters 2. Um <laughs> but uh uh I'm wrestling with whether or not to edit that rap out edition. <laughs> <laughs> um already. We haven't even finished. So yeah, usually I'm I'm okay with ignoring it. But I think in a TV show, it's going to be slightly different, isn't it? Hmm. A TV, the second series will reflect on the first. It has to. Yeah. Have you seen any other films? I've seen a few f- films in quite a wide range of films recently. Again, because of flights. Yeah. Long flights. Go ahead. Um, I finally got around to watching Furious 7. Okay. Have you seen any of those? Um, Furious 4 to 8. Yeah. I like merge into one right. thing in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't differentiate between them. I don't think eight's out. Um, it's coming out next year. Isn't right? eight the one that came out most recently? Oh, oh no, maybe Fast Eight. Is that really? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, Furious Seven. I thought nine was the next one. <laughs> okay, okay. So clearly, I'm talking about a very old film already. <laughs> but um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would, and I haven't seen five or six. Well, okay. Um, so the the, the the latest one was the one where they have that car in one of the tower in Dubai yeah. and it goes through the yeah. the buildings. Is that Yeah, I thought it was the Burj Khalifa. It's actually Abu Dhabi. And it's different. Oh, is it in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the one. That's seven. Okay, that's, that's seven. seven. All right, that's the latest one. Okay, we're on the same page. The Statham is the, uh, is the, is the weird bad guy. I don't remember. I think the, only reason, <laughs> the only reason they introduce cool bad guys in the Fast and the Furious films seems to be so that they can become good guys in future sequels. Yeah, it does. That's what they do. That's why it they does. do that. It seems like Although that. they do away with Han Solo. Um, they keep, do you know you know the, the character Han? Yeah, they, I know they Han. Just, You see him dead in one shot at the beginning of Furious 7. Yeah. Poor bloke. Poor, I, I don't know. If, like They they like drew straws to see which character just wears it right at the start in a really <laughs> ignominious way. That's horrible. <laughs> um, but Han, whose full name is Han... Seoul, as in the capital of South Korea, O O H. Really? Yeah. And Seoul. Wow. Vin Diesel is basically like a superhero in it. Yeah. He's completely indestructible. He falls down mountains in cars, not wearing a seatbelt ever. And literally, there's there's a fight with him between Diesel and Statham at the end of the film, where Jason Statham hits Vin Diesel in the head with a pipe several times at full muscle. And Vin Diesel just like shakes his head and gets back up and, <laughs> and carries on punching him. I suppose it is a superhero movie, I guess. There's a moment where The Rock breaks off his own arm cast and just like cracks it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, He's like yeah. got a broken arm, he just cracks it out as if, oh, that's better, just stretch it, now I'm ready. That's all we needed. Um, it's a funny film in that way. Yeah. But then I found it quite quite moving. I mean, if you, if you go into that movie thinking... This is just mindless fun. Mm. It's not. Don't don't expect any substance mm. to it. Then it's not that bad. No, no, it's not bad at all. Yeah. And and I was watching it both from that point of view and knowing Paul Walker's Paul Walker died. Yeah. During it, you know, I found that whole business with him at the end quite moving. Mm. That was clearly kind of tacked on to the, yeah. end of the film and has it, but really really nicely handled, really nicely done. Yeah, it was good. 
and they have a, a good it was a really nice way of saying goodbye to the character without killing him frankly yeah yeah I mean yeah I think that would be really bad if they killed him off <laughs> yeah 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 well to, to ensure the future of the franchise but I guess in the next one they can just say no Brian's not going to join us because he's a family man now and that's yeah. what's important to him um uh, but even the stand-ins his, his twin brothers as the stand-ins was, was fine um, that worked really nicely um, talking of doubles have you have you seen Keanu? no I, I actually uh, on on the flight back I watched some scenes over somebody's shoulder <laughs> okay um, and it looks quite funny like I mean Key and Peele I'm not a massive fan of those, but I like some sketches here and there. Like, I won't watch every video, uh, okay. but I've seen a few here and there which I really liked. I am um, a massive fan of Kim, but I think they're amazing. And that cinematic sensibility they've had in their sketches, I think it does translate to the big, well, the feature-length film really nicely. Particularly in so much as... A, a lot of their sketches are about race. Mm. And specifically, a lot of their sketches are about them as African-Americans becoming middle class and feeling that somehow betrays their their well the stereotypes that people want to put on them mm. what Keanu does is it has these two middle class guys suddenly having to pretend to be gangsters and there's so many jokes in that and they're like there's jokes about how hard they find it there's also jokes about how easy they find it to kind of slip into the gangster characters yeah um, but there's they're all, Key and Peele are both at their funniest, I reckon, when they're panicking or scared of something okay. um, or crying with fear, and that happens a lot during the movie. Um, I think it's a movie I definitely want to watch. Oh yeah, it, it's 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 one joke extended over ninety minutes, yeah. which is yeah, middle class guys pretending to be gangsters, okay. but it it works. They they pull it in a lot of cool directions. There's a lot of there's enough subplot and characterization and fun things happening to for it not to be one joke, literally. You know, there's one yeah. themed gag that goes throughout. But like, yeah, it's 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 really really funny. The action services the story, but isn't the reason to see it at all. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's really good. And I'm really looking forward to Jordan Peele's horror comedy that he's directing. I think he's got he's. I don't know why I think this. I just have a feeling he's going to be an awesome director as well as writer, actor guy. Keegan Michael Key is much more of a performer and an improviser, mm-hmm. um, whereas I think Peel is more of the the guy behind the scenes, um, like Outcast. Um, uh, he's the big boy of Outcast. <laughs> um, Do you see their their Outcast sketch? I think I have. My big boy Andre 3000 um, meet by chance at a cafe. No, I haven't seen it's, that. It's properly funny. Uh, Keegan Michael Key as Andre 3000 just being so flipping weird, like deranged. Like, big boy asks for like a you know, decaf latte at the counter. Andre 3000 asks for um, a green mint uh, decaf mochaccino served in a vase with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and they're always like that as well. They're always really good at being embarrassed about each other's behaviour and all that stuff. That, that happens so much in their sketches. They've basically just extended it out. So yeah. if you do like any of their sketches, then... then no, I definitely like some of them. 
definitely like some of them. I can't think of one in particular right now, but because um, I because I keep thinking of them as um, Muhammad Ali versus Michael Jordan in epic rap battles. Oh, okay. Because that was really good. I love yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. All the peripheral stuff. They did a, an amazing interview for Man Made, which is a channel on 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 YouTube uh, by Paul F. Tompkins, and that's a brilliant interview. Um, uh, and he makes them play a game called Nice or Racist, where he shows them like um, recorded conversations in bars, and Kim Peel have to work out whether or not the person's being really, really nice. Uh, white guys being really, really nice to a black guy, or really, really racist. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. And uh, oh, all that stuff. But uh, that, um, do you remember I said bitch? Do you remember that that sketch? No. Where it's all about them trying to front up, and they they keep saying that they're trying to slag off their wives, but they don't do it in front, like anywhere near their wives. No, and then, no oh, it's good. It's cool. I said bitch. Look up I said bitch by Key and Peel. That's okay. great. Um, yeah. But so, so I had quite a lot of action. I had a lot of action comedy, actually. Fury 7 is funny. Um, Keanu is, is funny, but less of the action. And Nice Guys, do you see my, the Nice Guys? Ah, uh, I didn't. Uh, I started watching it, but I stopped. Uh, because the. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I was on the plane, and I didn't feel comfortable that the opening scene had titties mm. in it. So I decided, oh, I'll just watch this. Um, yeah, really, it doesn't happen again, and it's a really weird moment. And yeah. that's the kid out of Iron Man 3. So, like, Shane Black seemed to be giving that kid a cameo just so that he could... Like, it was as if all the way through Iron Man 3, he was saying, listen, listen, kid, if you do another film with me, I'll just give, put you in a scene with some boobs. Mm. But it's on a dying woman, and it's, it's like... It's it's a bit... It is a weird thing to be watching on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Like if anyone looks at that, and what the f- what is he watching? But I mean, to be honest, I stopped that and started watching Stranger Things, which I was super happy about. Yeah, so. yeah you didn't miss out on anything. And to be honest, The Nice Guys is a well-made film. It's a nice mystery, and it's got some really, really funny bits. And um, Russell Crowe and, and um, Thingy... Uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, they're both really good. Mm. Separately, I wouldn't say that their chemistry is so good that I'd want to see a Nice Guys too. Mm. But it's nice to know that that they can both do comedy. Yeah, quite broad comedy in 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 in, um, in Ryan Gosling's case. Mm. He does some really nice physical stuff. There's a hilarious scene near the beginning where he he, try, he tries to punch through a window. To, he's trying to break into a place and he punches through a little glass pane of glass. And obviously he doesn't do it properly and he just he slits his wrists and he starts bleeding everywhere and like he's going, Oh, this is quite a lot of blood and he starts like passing out in this alleyway. <laughs> yeah, and he's supposed to be like the professional one. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed that. But I, I would say the, 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 I'm gonna the, my my recommendation of of the of the episode is Assassination Classroom, which is a manga that has in the UK uh, and the US um, 11 uh, book volumes out so far Um, I happened to watch a film called Assassination Classroom colon graduation which I think is an amalgamation of books 7, 8 and 9 or 6, 7, 8 something like that okay um it is crazy. Yeah. It's about a school. It's about a classroom where the where this teacher is teaching his kids how to kill him. 
they can graduate if they succeed at assassinating their teacher. The reason they'd want to assassinate their teacher is if they don't kill him by their graduation day, he explodes and destroys the world as he does so. Um, and that teacher is an enormous bubble-headed yellow acid face, smiley face, on top of a many-tentacled yellow plastic octopus wearing a, a kind of professor costume. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it's so, so cool. There were so, three such distinct stages for me, and the classic stages of appreciating something from not understanding it. The first third, I was sat there going, what am I watching? I, this, is, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen committed to film. And it's taken so seriously. It's not even ironic or tongue-in-cheek. It's, they're taking this, the, everything I've just said really seriously. And like being really moved by it, like 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 Japanese school kids are, like middle schoolers in Japanese films like uh, Battle Royale. They're always so intense about everything, but in this case, they're intense about murdering their yellow alien smiley face teacher who's teaching them to assassinate him and is an octopus. <laughs> um, the second phase, like twenty minutes, and I was like, I oh, know, I get what they're doing. They're, yeah, they are taking it seriously because they're doing it really well. Like the action scenes are really cool. The jokes are actually funny not just like you you crazy manga anime type people how you're, you're crazy and that's why I'm laughing I was laughing at actual jokes in it mm. um, and some of the performances uh, and, 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 and by the third act of the movie I was like I was by, the, by the end of the movie I was genuinely moved one of the pupils at this classroom in this classroom is a box a metal box with a picture of a schoolgirl on the front of it. Um, which turns which turns into guns when it's appropriate for her to do That's so. That's so like manga, honestly. <laughs> right, right. And another of the school kids has trained his, has trained his hair to turn into kung fu tentacles. Right? So it's, it's all this kind of stuff. But it's serious and genuinely by the end, genuinely quite moving. Like I was like, yeah, this is this is this is great stuff. It's really exciting and has poignancy to it and nice storytelling and, and I was just I mean, so impressed uh, d- just to go with that I've been watching something called um, uh, My Hero Academia which mm. is um, I, don't, I think I maybe mentioned it last time mm. um, but yeah like a couple of the, the characters superhero kids in it who are in the classes have like really crappy powers. one's a frog like, think, but, and, but I never thought that was... I never, like, thought, wait a minute, this one's just a frog. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> you are supposed to laugh at it, I think. Because One Punch Man, you know One Punch... I've, I've talked about One Punch Man before. Yeah. That is a clear, clearly a comedy. Yeah. Um, and that is full of, like, those characters that I think you're supposed to laugh at. Yeah, I, I, but I don't think you're... You're fully supposed to laugh at these ones. All right. Is it uh, animated or live action? Yeah, it's anime. Okay. Um, for, uh, Assassination Classroom is also there is an anime of it. there is an anime I'm talking, this, this one I, I saw happened to be a feature length um, film but uh, I, I thought it was amazing uh, simply by dint of, of how courageous it is to put such nonsense on screen spend a lot of money on it make it good and make you care about it that's, that's quite an achievement for something that's called Assassination Classroom yeah that's about a plastic octopus so that is 
over everything else. It's not it's not for everyone. I'm going to say that. And like, there's no guarantee that you'll sit down and go, yeah, this is good. And like I said earlier on, I was on a plane when I saw it. So I might have had oxygen derangement, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my recommendation of the week. Do you have a Do you have a strong recommendation? Um, I don't have a particular strong recommendation overall, but I would say Everspace. I think Everspace. Actually, you know what? Scrap that. I'm not gonna say Everspace because it's not actually out yet. You can only play it on PC and it's early access. Wait till it's finished, then go and play that. So my recommendation is for the future. Mm-hmm. My recommendation of the week is for like, I don't know, next year. Nice. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. Everyone write that down. Everspace. <laughs> make a note. And then 12 months later, after you, after you listen to this, then, uh, then you'll remember. Um, and obviously Stranger Things kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah. Like definitely. If you haven't, I, if, I don't know who you are, but if you haven't watched it yet <laughs> and you're listening to this podcast then I'm not quite sure, like, what's going on. Yeah, know. what's wrong with you? Where yeah. you been? Yeah. Have a little rest and turn on your Netflix because you've been missing out. But then um, uh, maybe on the next edition of this podcast we'll, uh, we'll have maybe spoiler warnings every now and again because we, we, we did talk about Stranger Things very much as if you've seen Stranger Things. And I think that's a well, fair uh, assumption to make. We didn't really spoil it. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure we didn't spoil it. Okay. Okay. Uh, maybe we did. Uh, you did mention one or two scenes, actually. Yeah. You didn't. You 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 didn't mention Winona Ryder's death scene. Oh no, or her stripping scene. Yes, yeah. or the scene where the sheriff grows wings. Yeah. And flies away to save Eleven. Ah no, you don't know what's real. Ah, uh, is it real? Eleven is actually, it turns out, just a planet. A All right. <laughs> and with that, on that bombshell. Are we on a plane? We must be. That's the only explanation <laughs> for how we're wrapping up. No, do you know what? I, I'm going to claim uh, jet lag for this one. Yeah, me too. Even though I came back like a week ago, um, I'm still jet lagged. But it's good. We talked about some nice stuff. That's cool. some nice. Uh, there's some nice stuff here. And I promise you, no more No Man's Sky, no more Fallout Four from me. Uh, I can't promise you anything about the winter. <laughs> <laughs> we're li- we are now leaving boss mode. See you later. Peace.